Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. I don't know why this Bud Light thing has become such a thing. Other beer companies have done similar woke stuff. They've done all the LGBT and the other many letter mafia. <laughs> Mark Reardon likes to call them the alphabet mafia. I love that. Um, they, they, you know, they've all done these things. So why this one with Dylan Mulvaney, the trans activist on the can of the Bud Light, has taken off? Don't know. I guess stuff just happens to fall at the right time, right thing, right time, and then Kid Rock shoots a can of it in the backyard, and uh, here we are still talking about it this week. Well, I can't tell you that this is completely up-to-date information, but I can tell you that Bud Light's stock has been kind of rocky since then. Um, down and then maybe up a little bit, but overall down, if, I, if I'm getting this right. I, I'm not watching the ticker, so I can't tell you exactly, but it has it has affected it. And so I think that's one of the reasons we're talking about it. You know, somebody from the Daily Wire, I think it was probably Matt Walsh or maybe some of the others, said, you know what we need to do is stop trying to boycott all the woke companies and just cherry pick them. And let's do Bud Light right now. He didn't go all in on it, but he said that's what we need to do is when we decide this is the one we're going to use, we're going to make them an example and then just absolutely destroy them to make sure that others don't do it because if you just pick one at random yeah you might not be you but you're going to be thinking about it next time before you endorse all kinds of crazy stuff so that's where i bring you today up to date i'm going to play for you a little bit of audio this is from bud light's marketing vp she says she was inspired to update the brand of bud light which i completely get here is how she decided to update it Outside of the Dylan Mulvaney stuff, although very much including that, because this is in light of that, tell me if you agree with her strategy. I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand and my what i brought to that was a belief in okay what is what what does evolve and elevate mean it means inclusivity it means shifting the tone it means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men Mm -hmm. and representation is at sort of the heart of evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean bud light had been kind of a brand of bratty 
kind of out of touch humor and it was really important that we had another approach. Her name is Alyssa Hernshade, something like that. It's a pretty long last name. Um, I am going to approach this from a number of angles, and, and actually I have a, a big point that I want to make for this that I may actually hang over into, not to use their word, uh, into the next segment, because I just want to talk about this for a second. If you are the VP of marketing at a big brand like Bud Light, but really any brand, say it's big, say it's small, if you think that it's smart, if the, if the best idea you have is to just make your company more woke, you are failing. You are so failing at your job because that's all she said. She just took, what, over a minute there and, and did a whole podcast on this about how she had all these great ideas to modernize the Bud Light brand. And it's just woking it like it's just making it leftist a leftist political ideologue uh in place of a brand that that's there was nothing there here's the problem with that if you decided that this was countercultural and you were going to be a countercultural brand like nobody was doing that and you're like oh there's the this big alphabet community the lgbtq plus community the gay community and nobody's advertising whatever brand to them, there's a huge market there. I would actually say, you know, from a business standpoint, I respect that. You've found an untapped market and you're going after it. I just use the word untapped. I'm using a lot of beer references without even trying. The problem is what she's doing, and she gets paid a lot of money to do this, I'm sure. She's the VP of marketing for Bud Light. <clears throat> what she has decided to do is the same thing as everybody else. That is terrible marketing to just say, here's what everybody's doing. We're going to do the same thing. And in fact, not just do the same thing, but tear down your own image, your own traditional image. She talks about how Bud Light had this kind of frat boy, old time humor image, which I'm not that old, but I remember the Bud Light commercials from when I was younger and a kid and thinking that they were super funny. I mean, a lot of them were super funny. Some of them kind of missed because that's the nature of humor. But they were, they spent a lot of money on making those things funny and branded them to be that way. <clears throat> and to me, that's still stuck as an adult that I remember Bud Light kind of fondly because it was fun. One of the best things you could do right now, if you were actually reading the room, is to take a brand like Bud Light that has that reputation for being, you know, kind of the older guy, like uh, NCAA tournament, funny commercials, Super Bowl commercials kind of thing, and go all in on it because nobody's doing that. This is where she's failing. You, you see the landscape of the world and you go, I'm just going to do the same thing as everybody else. You just blend in. And in fact, they're ruining their own reputation. So uh, I, I wanted to approach it from that angle first and say that I think that she's done a terrible, terrible job, uh, not only trying to blend in, but then standing out in a way that's getting getting them basically boycotted. I mean, you couldn't really do worse. So in light of that, I'm going to read a, a story to you next, and I am going to take a break here because I want to focus on this issue a little bit more. Because you might be asking, 
why are you focusing on this Bud Light thing? I mean, <clears throat> this happened a couple weeks ago, and you're still talking about it. Well, because the boycott's kind of still out there. I don't know if it was ever really a hard boycott, but it's just a lot of people rolling their eyes and going, just give me something else. Give me a blue moon. I don't care. And maybe that's even owned by AB. I don't even know. It's hard to keep up. But you get my point. There's a a story about Nickelodeon that I want to bring to you next. And maybe not exclusively Nickelodeon, but at least one cartoon that has been on Nickelodeon. And the creator of that cartoon, that's really the reverse opposite, doing cultural things that are good. And then I want to make a point about why I think this stuff matters. Because you might be going, you know what, Ryan? You're talking about Bud Light Nickelodeon. In the midst of the uh, world trade, the world currency not being the dollar anymore, you know, I mean, you, well, let's, what about this stuff? Like that stuff's way more important. Yes, I agree. As far as hard news goes, that stuff is more important. I'm gonna make a case to you next, though, why this stuff that we're talking about right now actually matters way more than we're giving it credit for. Stick around. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.